Welcome to the Church Brand Guide Podcast. This is Michael Persaud. I'm so glad you're here with us today on this episode. We are um, tackling the big idea of publishing content today on this episode. And um, the, the, uh, the idea that we're going to unpack is about publishing a book. But even, even beyond that, being able to publish content is a big way that churches can reach people and help people. And then um, as a result of helping people, allow them to connect with you as a, as a church. So in the, in the marketing world, there's a term called inbound marketing. And uh, many, many uh, companies are getting on board with this. Instead of doing traditional marketing that's out there and um, broadcasting your message, they're really uh, trying to serve first. And then uh, once people are served and, and see that it's a good thing, then they're presenting their, their ideas, their products, their services. And uh, churches can start to do this. In fact, churches have such a great advantage uh, over businesses. You know, we, we as an agency will work with businesses, and then uh, we also work with churches quite a bit. And uh, businesses have to really think about how to produce content to, to put out there. But churches have it. I mean, every week the church produces content. A, a sermon is content. And then um, the fact that the church is full of stories and also full of programs and different things that you do to help uh, different uh, groups of people, everything from divorce care to uh, managing your money to raising teenagers. Um, There's all these different topics that churches already have um, inside of them that they're covering. So if you can publish that content in a way that is um, consumable by a lot of people, then uh, you can get a long ways uh, with it. So the topic today, it really deals with this idea of uh, being able to create things that um, help to build your brand, your church's brand, by um, by producing um, uh, content. Text, could be video, could be a podcast like this, but content is what people love. And uh, when you serve people through content, the, the response is amazing. Ebooks are a, a great way to do things. Ebooks are actually just, um, they're short uh, documents that you can create. Um, usually their uh, final output is a PDF. And uh, it just gives a lot of information about a topic. So um, usually what happens is that when you produce these, uh, these published materials, um, you're self-publishing them, and then you, you're just asking for a very small uh, uh, contribution, a payment, so to speak, of an email address. So the big idea with this inbound marketing um, concept is that you're collecting emails, which you can then use to communicate with people over a period of time. So email is still a very good way to communicate, um, even with all the social media that's out there. Email is still something that's very effective and uh, reaches people um, very effectively. But uh, yeah, your published content can be broadcast out there on uh, on social media, and it can also be um, on your website. It can live on your website, and then you can also send out uh, links to it um, in emails. So published content is great. Um, I've been thinking about publishing a book myself, so uh, an actual book. And uh, where I'm at is that I, I think I'm going to do it as a digital book. So I'm not going to do like an actual published book. But in this process of helping me through this decision, um, I've met Michelle Gines, who's with Purpose Publishing. And um, she publishes book, like little literal books that are, that are hard copy. And um, she helped me uh, to walk through the process of what, what it takes to publish a book, um, talked about um, 
print on demand, you know, to where I don't have to buy a bunch of uh, stock and then try to get rid of it. It's uh, just as somebody wants it, they it's printed and sent out to them. So um, she she was uh, very helpful in allowing me to get up to speed on what it takes to publish a book. And uh, I've noticed too, like as I've come across uh, pastors that have a book, you know, we serve uh, companies and churches all over the country. And whenever we come across a pastor that has a book, there's a little bit more um, emphasis in, in how we work with them. Um, we get a lot more, it seems uh, like they're able to give us more feedback as a pastor because they're used to presenting ideas in a way that more people can get on, on board with it. So I, I think it's great when, when we work with pastors that have books or churches that are, that are publishing content and material. They seem um, more able to articulate what they do, who they are, and it's a little bit easier to work with them. So Michelle has agreed to come on our podcast today and unpack the publishing process, um, what it takes to publish an actual book. And I want to uh, present this information to you, um, whether it's a book it's, uh, you know, that you're going to print and sell, or whether it's just being able to produce content that people can consume through your website or social media. Um, the, the idea is a big one that uh, churches can produce content that um, allows you to reach people and um, opens up their hearts to receive the message that you have for them. So let's get right to it today with Michelle Gines from Purpose Publishing. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. All right. Well, um, we are getting into this topic. Before we get into the actual like ins and outs and the details of you know how this all works, why don't you tell me your story? How did you get to this point where you're doing publishing? Oh, absolutely. Well, of course, like most people, you know, you have a dream about becoming an author. And so you have a story. I used to share bedtime stories with my kids and, I, and the characters, and they would always ask me to tell them the same stories at night. And so I said, well, you know what, I'll, I'll create a book. I'll write a book. And, and so I did. And so, of course, I wanted to send it out to all the big name publishers that was out there. So your Random House and your Simon & Schuster, Scholastic Books. And no one was interested in my book. And I was so like, why aren't they interested? But what I found out was that actually some of the publishing houses have inside writers that do a lot of writing or to get into a major publishing house, you're working with a literary agent who is really petitioning for you and kind of going to bat pitching you and your story to the publishing houses. So trying to do it on my own, I was very unsuccessful. But being the diligent and perseverant person that I am, I didn't stop there. And one of my mentors said to me, Michelle, you could publish on your own, you know, that and and I started to hear um, God even saying, you know, this is your purpose, you know, this is your purpose. So I thought my purpose was to publish. But what I have since found out, I went through the process of self-publishing um, with a with a small publisher, and she said to me, Michelle, now you're going to be responsible for your own marketing and promotion. And I said, okay, fine. I've been in sales. I'll, I can handle that. What I didn't know, and because of my um, no knowledge really of how the promotion and marketing worked in the publishing industry, the book wasn't available anywhere. I mean, it wasn't online. You couldn't Google me and find it. It was not, it was nowhere. And so I said, there's got to be a more excellent way. I thought this was my purpose. I, you know, but what I found out was really my purpose was to do this 
for other people because out of my experience, then I said there's got to be a more excellent way to help somebody publish their book. So that's how Purpose Publishing really was birthed. Mm -hmm. And we are really a collective of, uh, we're a consortium of professionals that help authors. We're supported self-publishing. So if you want to self-publish a book, but maybe you don't know an editor, maybe you don't know a good graphic designer to do your cover, maybe you don't have you know, a way of marketing and promoting or even distributing your title on your own, we do all of that for a lot of pastors, and we do it for a lot of regular people, too, that have an interest in becoming authors. So that's kind of how we started. We started in 2010 with our first book, and right now we are at book number 92, and we're, we're extremely happy. We're seeing a lot of great things happen for, not only for us, but for the authors that are part of our publishing house. Yeah, and I, I met Michelle a little while ago, and she was filling me in on some of the uh, publishing industry, um, the ins and outs of some yeah. of the, the, this world, and it's there's a lot to it. Um, it it's is. it's intimidating to it seems like for a lay person like me to to think about putting together a book, and uh, but Michelle's really good at being able to break that down. So I think there's a there's a good amount of uh, pastors out there, especially pastors. Oh yeah. But there's people, a lot of people in churches, and that have a good story to tell. Absolutely. Or want to teach something. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you talk us through maybe what what's the uh, what's it like to publish a book? What's the process? You know what? A lot of times it it is very intimidating. People think, oh my God, I can't write, or they think that I'm preparing to preach but they don't necessarily correlate it to writing a book necessarily. But what I have found is that the pastors and preachers, they're the ones who have all of the content and content is king in the book world. And so what our process is, is really we're taking, we work with a lot of pastors in two ways. One, we're either taking their message notes and helping them to develop the book now, you know, taking this message and turning it into a book. So we're setting up and we've got a term that we call chapterize. And when we chapterize, that's essentially kind of chunking the information, the material that's being presented. Most pastors talk and they may have three points or they might have five points in a particular message. They may have four or five messages that's part of a series on one topic. And it's taking all of that content, chapterizing it, and making that content now digestible for an in-reader. And so once we have the content developed, so and that's the first way from their notes. The second way is we actually take their audio recordings. Mm. You know, most pastors and churches now, they record the message every week. And so either they make that message available to people at the end of service, or they may put it on their website or something like yeah. that. But we'll take that same content, transcribe it, and then we do that same thing. We make it, we chapterize it and develop, chunk it up so that it is um, good chapters of information for a book. And literally... From there, once you have a manuscript, oh, it's easy going from there. <laughs> you got a manuscript, we can put a cover with it, we can set it up for yeah. distribution. So, and not only, you know, a lot of people can put things out on Amazon, but we're talking about, when we talk about distribution, we're talking about 25,000 plus retail outlets that you have, your book is available. If you go, even going to your local Barnes and Noble store, you mm-hmm. give them your ISBN number, if your book is not there, mm-hmm. 
they can get it there. Mm. So if somebody's looking for your book, they can find it in any place that sells books. Wow. So with with pastors, I mean, it seems like what you're saying is is very true. They've got a lot of content. They're producing content every every single, single week. week. <laughs> yeah. So then you're able to take that content, uh, create a book out of it, so it becomes this evergreen content that's out there. Absolutely. Anybody, Anybody can get help. Anybody can get it. You get help by the message in some way, you know, because yeah. it's now part of this, this book. Right. And the one thing about books that sometimes we don't uh, realize is, is now you have something a little bit more. So your message now is extended. It's not just that one Sunday that somebody got it and you know they maybe they didn't take as aggressively notes to get everything that you were saying or that the pastor's saying but if you've got it in a book type format if it's a message and we, and what i find is that a lot of the pastors that we have worked with there's something that the lord may have dropped in their spirit that they're just, that they're kind of chewing on for a while and so after they have kind of chewed on, and most of the time it's a global message, it's for the body of Christ, not just necessarily for their church in particular, but it's a message yeah. that could be, be could be edifying to tons of people. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of pastors travel or they may go and speak at different churches and things like that. It's a way for them to be able to take what God has given them put it in a format that will never go away mm -hmm. and that it can reach way more people than just their local church. You yeah. know, that's good because I've heard uh, several messages that have moved me over mm -hmm. the years, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I found that uh, I really appreciate when a pastor has a way to take that message home with me or just mm -hmm. to take it way, way further. Absolutely. I mean, I can, I can think of several messages that I've heard over the years and they the pastor has developed a book out of it mm -hmm. i think of uh craig rochelle who's a uh, pastor in uh, out of oklahoma mm -hmm. and he told a story about how he does exactly that he'll have a message and then he's able to turn that message into a book rather quickly and mm -hmm. produce many books he, he might be speaking yeah. on craig rochelle is the pastor of the largest church in the in, in the united states right now he has multi-campuses all over the place wow and he never thought he could write a book he thought it was out of his reach it's like no that's not how i'm wired but once he sat down and started to put together some of his notes and manuscripts into uh this this, this book manuscript right he found it to be a very easy process and he's able to take that conversation that message on marriage mm -hmm. and produce a whole book that now helps people year after year after year right or I think about uh, Bishop Jakes, yeah. who who's has many books now that he's released. I don't know how many, but there's several right, books. There's I've several. come across many, that are, at least a couple that I've read. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that he actually took the time to put that message into this book form. You know what? It's it's truly amazing. I mean, and I when I think about Bishop Jakes or Joel Osteen or um, we listen to a lot of John and Lisa Bevere and, and a number of different people who have... Um, who we look at and we may watch or see on television or something like that, but we're not at their church. We don't even have access to them mm -hmm. in no other way other than their books or the resources that they make available. And when you think about the impact that a book can have, I mean, it's a lot of times we look at it as, oh, okay, I'll just put, you know, sometimes people want to, you know, put something at, oh, these are just my notes, but it's so much more than that. It's so much bigger than that, mm -hmm. you know, that it, I always tell pastors, don't discount what a book can do for the people that you have never met. Mm -hmm. 
There's a number of people that you haven't met mm -hmm. that still need to hear what you have shared. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'll, I'll give you an example. There's a pastor in um, Indianapolis, Indiana. Her name is Apostle Alice Jones. And she had uh, come to us maybe about um, the latter part of last year. And she said, Michelle, I had these books that I had worked on, you know, some years ago. And, it, and really, she just had them kind of in a spiral uh, notebook and, you know, things. But she made copies of them. And so she shared them with people. Um, and people kept telling her, you really need to publish. You really need to publish. And so we took the book, something that she did and had copied it. Kinko's and turned it into now she was at a conference just a few weeks ago I mean and people were just you know she was a speaker at the conference and what she shared was the information out of her book her book is called um, daily steps in truth and it's just like a you know it's 30 days and different things and revelation and how to get how to hear from God mm -hmm. and when I tell you that people were going in droves to her table mm -hmm. to pick it up just because she was speaking. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even speaking on the book, but she was speaking. But when they went to find resources, how do I get more of you? How do I hear more from you? You know, it was a resource that people began to pick up. And, and it was it's just been a blessing. It's been a blessing to a lot of pastors. Yeah, I think a lot of pastors, too, whether you're um, in a small church or a large church, I, especially those in the small church, I guess we've talked about some big names that mm -hmm. are out there. But I think that it's, there's a lot of credibility and a lot of uh, just different benefits that you can get from having a book, oh, even, even in a small church. Can you can you maybe expand on some of your experience with that? Absolutely. You know what? You used a word called credibility, and that is so huge because oftentimes, and of course, as individuals, we are probably our own worst critics. We don't value ourselves often um, as much maybe as even other people do. But a book really can add and lend credibility to not only you as a person, but to your ministry, to um, really your conversation and what you're talking about. And I have found that a lot of um, pastors, it, it opens up a new door and kind of a new window for them when they see how far-reaching a book can be, mm -hmm. you know, how far-reaching, you know, this resource is. Wow, I didn't, I never would have thought mm -hmm. is what I get a lot. I never would have thought. And, and people, it's just about having something written down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's having something that people can turn the page like, wow, I can't believe you did this. Yeah. And, and so it it's really becomes a, um, a source of, uh, of pride and kind of value even to them and, and to a lot of their ministries that I'm not – that they're not just local small ministries, but they're, they're someone, a messenger from the Lord, you know, that has, that resonates, you know, there's something they're sharing that resonates with people and people want to hear more from them. Yeah, we work with uh, multiple churches, you know, as an agency, we will do that. And from time to time, we come across a, uh, a pastor that, that has a book. And it's neat because uh, what I've noticed is that some, there pastors are gifted with some uh topics in some topics like mm -hmm. they're really good at certain topics right yeah so like marriage or leadership mm -hmm. or family yeah yeah i totally get that so they, they might speak on a bunch of different topics but mm -hmm. when they speak on that topic mm -hmm. you, you know, know it's, it's just, just everybody's it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah he's gonna be talking about that today type of thing yeah well uh some of these pastors have taken that step to then create a book because mm -hmm. they, they've been gifted with whatever sort of understanding or a way mm -hmm. to unpack this topic. 
So then they're able to produce a book, which then helps not, well, in the immediate uh, sense, it helps their congregation take that topic and go further with it. Absolutely. You know what, I'll give you a good example. Our pastors uh, did a book on marriage. They have been doing marriage ministry for over 25 years. They've been in ministry 30 years. Um, and they've been doing marriage ministry for 25. So when they wrote their book and kind of going back to the credibility thing, they became like the marriage gurus, so to speak. Um, but one of the other kind of byproducts of having this book was now it was putting them in a place where they were um, able to be very practical, be very at home for people. People could hear not just them kind of preaching over the pulpit, so to speak, but it was now a an opportunity for you to really kind of hear and kind of see some of the experiences that they had had over the years in their own marriage. They used themselves as examples. They used the other pastors and, and their ministries as examples, you know, their own family. And it was a way of really um, making themselves very, um, very real to the people who were not only their congregants, but maybe there were some conference attendees that, you know, wow, I really, they got to know them more intimately. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that you can kind of do with, a, with having a book as well. You know, you may not be able to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody, but in that book, they feel like they're able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation because they're sharing their hearts. And it was, it was very successful for them. Yeah, I, I, we, uh, we talk about branding here on, on this podcast quite Absolutely. a bit. Uh, so we talk about church branding, but then there's also like a personal brand that you can build. Mm -hmm. And they actually work together in, in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So as I think about this in the context of branding, I could see how um, people that you're trying to target, depending on where you're at as a, as a ministry, what city you're in and what you're gifted in and maybe even what, uh, what demographic you're gifted at reaching. Um, if you have a book of some kind, it helps you reach out to those target audience uh, members in, in ways that you probably can't even imagine. Right. You're all of a sudden viewed as an expert in an area um, because you've written a book on the, on the topic. So mm -hmm. it gives you a, um, a sense of credibility within the community um, because you have this book. Not that everybody's going to see your book as they walk around, but right. maybe they're checking out your church and yeah. they see that you've got this book. A pastor in, in your church has written a book on a topic mm -hmm. that's really relevant to them. It helps to build the brand of the church to, to know that there's a uh, there's a expert, so to speak, that's Absolutely. in the pulpit. You know what? And one of the things that I think is very important um, for pastors, but also for the lay people is people want to have confidence in the people that they're listening to, you know, and that they're gleaning from and, and hearing from. And a book helps to do that in a lot of ways. You know, it seems like it's um, kind of a, a byproduct, but it, it actually is one of those things. What I have found is our, our, with our pastors, they wrote a book, a couple, and this has been a few years ago, and they have, so when they've shared it or somebody else kind of shares it with them, um, shares it with someone that they know, then they have people that come up like, oh yeah, I read your book, you know, whenever they've come to visit the church and they're like, wow, well, how did, how did you get it? Who told you about it? You know, and those type of things. And, and they're always excited, but often surprised by, you know, wow, what we did actually 
impacted somebody else that I that they never would have met maybe yeah and it's not it's not a prideful thing I it's not a like to build your own ego type of a thing it's really a better way to serve your audience in order for you to take the time the energy and to put together Mm -hmm. a manuscript that that can then take a, a topic further for people it's just a wonderful way to serve the people that you're you're called to to reach absolutely can you give us some tips on writing a book? Like, what are what are some ways to? Because I think it's a daunting and intimidating <laughs> process is. to think about writing a book. You don't even know where to start. You know, how do you, how do you go about this? How are how am I going to put this together? Yeah. Right. You know what? I get that all the time. And probably I'll give you five things that are that make writing a book really easy. The first is decide what it is that you're going to talk about. You know, and so, you know, as we've talked about a little bit earlier in the in the program, we talked about, you know, if there's a message, if there's a series of messages or some content that you have, it is okay. It's determining, hey, I'm going to do it. You know, that's the first thing is I'm going to do it and having the content to be able to put together. The second thing is get all of your information together. I know um, a lot of people journal. A lot of people, you know, pastors write and kind of put their messages together, you know, and so they may have a a place where they kind of store and file, you know, all of their notes and, and content. It's bringing all of that together so that you can actually see how much content do I actually have around this particular topic. Sometimes you think, oh, well, maybe I've done a series of messages, but it may not be enough. It doesn't feel like it's enough to make a whole book. But you'd be surprised. If you've been a pastor preaching for 10, 15, 20 years, you've probably talked about marriage more than one time and in more than one series. So you probably have some content. It's pulling all of it together. All right, so now the third thing, after you've got it all pulled together, it is determining, okay, what is it that I really want to say? What do I really want people to get out of it? What's going to be the end goal when they finish this? What is it that I want them to have achieved or, or, or get them to know and understand? And then the fourth thing is give it to Purpose Publishing and let us then take it and we will turn it into a book for you. And then the last thing, that, and this is the easiest thing, now is to be able to sit back and say, We've got it done. You know, a lot. I talk to a lot of people, and most of the time they have really good ideas about things that they want to do, and they just don't always get them all done. You know what? But one of the things that we really try to do as a company is really try to help people deliver on what their goal is. And a lot of times it's just getting it finished, and we, help, we really try to help people get it all done. So it's just it's determining what saying at the beginning, I'm going to get this done. I want to do it. It's pulling all of the content together, looking at everything you've got, then putting it all together, deter- pulling out what's going to be the best, the, the things that I want them to get out of it. Give it to some people that can help you get it done. And the next thing you know, you're all finished and you're looking mm-hmm. at a finished work and you've got your book and it's ready to go. And the people are now happy and excited about getting what you've put together. That's great. So I've got a, I've got some, maybe some quick questions. Sure. So uh, how long should a book be? A book, you know what, roughly, if you want people to read it in about an hour, hour and a half, it should be no more than 150 pages. It's not bad. Do you know how many words that is? Uh, that's about 47,000 words. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, for myself, I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad at all. And it makes yeah. it for a quick read. Stuff that is, especially when you're putting out information um, where there are tools or things that you want, there's some quick points that you want people to get in that type of thing. You want them to be able to get into it and continue reading and be able to finish it. If they can finish it in a sitting or two, that's perfect. Okay. So if you're not a good writer or you mm-hmm. don't think you're a good writer, mm-hmm. what can you do? All right. So, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how we take audio recordings. The very best thing that any person could have with them, and they usually carry it all the time, is their own cell phone. So I tell people, if you are better at speaking, instead of writing your book, speak your book. And then take the take the topics that you have talked about. And a lot of times with the voice recordings, it's a lot easier too because you can stay on one topic for that period of time. Sometimes when we're writing, you may uh, write down a few things and then you'll, oh, and then you'll go to another topic or something like that. But when you're recording it, you're kind of, you're speaking, it's almost like speaking to a class or speaking to a room full of people. You know, you, get, you become the speaker then, and, but you can voice record it, and that's a great way for people to write their book. So if you voice record it, mm-hmm. does somebody else write the manuscript for you? Some- yes, they, may, yeah. they, will take the, they will then transcribe it yeah. and develop the manuscript for you. And then an editor helps it all oh, flow hey, together. Yeah, yeah editing, is, editing is required. Okay. <laughs> editing is required. You have to you have to be edited and be okay with being edited because most people talk or write the way that they speak, but the way that we read isn't the way that, you know, people don't read the way that they speak. They read with common English language between 7th and 8th grade level. So when we're writing, often we don't have that in mind. We're just speaking. And so you want to have an editor that can help you with um, making the flow and the content, you know, so that it's nice and it's the way that people will read. So how does promotion work? Once you have the book all put together, mm-hmm. uh, how does that work? Do you have to get out there and do it yourself? Or? You know what? There, You do a lot of it. I'm going to tell you, hey, it's your book. It's your baby. And you definitely want to be able to promote and to be able to share it with people and not be shy about it. But at the same time, there's some help and there's some support that you can get in the process. Because what I have found is that most people, even pastors who get up in the pulpit and speak every Sunday, may not be the best marketing and promoting um, people but what happens is there are some resources that we share with a lot of people you know whether you're sharing things on social media whether you are really good at just alerting people um, and telling them or maybe you speak at events and so you want to take and share your um, books whenever you go out to a to a meeting or a conference or anything like that then you have this tool that you can it's uh, now gives you a way to market and promote and we kind of share with you a lot of tips and tools on how you can do that mm-hmm. and it's not as intimidating sometimes for people as they think it may be so how do you get your book on amazon you know what one of the things when you um, publish distribution is a part of it so you get it on amazon because once we have a title and we set it up it's set up and not only is it on amazon but it's on barnes and noble it's on books a million it's on z library it's in it can be set up as an ebook format or hardback format or paperback and it's everywhere 
So is it is it, do you have to buy a whole bunch of printed copies and then try to sell them all, or how does it work? No, actually, you don't. If, even if you decided that you didn't want to buy one printed copy and you wanted to sell them all via online, you could absolutely do that, Michael. Mm -hmm. So say after it's set up on Amazon, people, you do not have to do anything, anything else. It's set up. People can go there. They can click. They can purchase, and then you get your royalty checks at the end of every quarter. Gotcha. So as an author, you're not worried about inventory. It's kind of a print-on-demand service? Absolutely. It's totally print-on-demand. But here's the other thing. you can, Whenever you say that you are going to an event and you want to have books ready for that event, you can get just the books that you need to support that event and have them shipped there. Good. So it makes it, it makes it very easy. You don't have to manage a whole lot of inventory, not at all. That's huge. I'm glad you clarified that. So in my mind, it was like, hey, my, I have to have my whole back room of my house. No. <laughs> no. Spend $10,000 and buy a bunch of copies and then be able to sell No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the thing that you want to do is you want to have, okay, where, how am I going, where am I going to sell this book at? Who's going to, where am I going to be able um, to share it? And one of the things with a lot of pastors I find is that they do, they, you know, they have a network of other pastors that they are kind of plugged into. And so they have them come as guests and things for different things that they may have going on. And that's always a good time to take some um, books or material with you to be able to share. And it's not very imposing. As a matter of fact, most whenever we have um, pastors come in to visit with us at our church, we're always asking, do you have any, is there anything that you'll be bringing with you that you need a table or somebody to help you sell? That's good. And, and so another important question is how do you design the cover? Like how do you pick a good cover or design it or how does that work? You know what? We have a team of some really creative and awesome um, young men and women who design good looking covers based on what the particular topic is. I always ask the author, well, what kind of what kind of did you have as a visual? What did you have? Did you have anything in mind? And so they'll share with us and we come up with a few concepts for them to be able to look at based on what they wanted. But I always say, give us a little creative license so that we can come up with something that maybe you wouldn't have thought of. Mm -hmm. And um, but we have some graphic designers that are extremely creative that come up because contrary to what people say, People do buy, judge books by the cover. They do judge Good books by the cover. They do. Good to know. So the, the cover is pretty important. You want to, as an author, you want to have a little bit of input into it, but then also trust that the designers that are working on it can nail it for you. Absolutely. And you know what? One of the things that I like to share with people is that um, each of the people that work on our team what they do is part of their purpose. So you don't have the editor designing book covers. You don't have the web people standing out front and, and marketing the book. You have the experts work in the area that God has gifted them. So you can trust that the things that we do, the person who's working on it for you, that that's what God has gifted them to be able to do. Good. And should, should an author be thinking about like having a website or anything else that accompanies the book or what, anything, I guess, peripheral that you can think of that should accompany a book? Absolutely. You know what? You do want to have an online presence. And most people have some type of social media that, they're, that they get involved in, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever they're comfortable and confident with um, using. But you definitely want to have an online presence. I think one of the, one of the major things is somebody ha there has to be a place for people to find out more about you. 
And that's what people, because people are going to want to know, well, okay, so they wrote this book. What is it that they're doing? A website is a great way for people to get more information about you. It's also a great place for you to buy, um, for them to buy your book. So you definitely want to have that. You want to also kind of um, develop kind of the relationships and stuff or even relationships that you may already have because most authors, we don't want you to just have a book, but we want you to, you know, do book signings, be a part of the public. You want to be part of um, an, a group of experts that are sharing on various topics that somebody wants to hear from you and wants to hear about the topics that you're talking about. So it's kind of plugging in, being willing to plug into some of the network where that can happen we've had it's been amazing with some of the authors that we have uh, worked with there's um you know there's a local tbn's television station here now in kansas city and four of our authors so far have been you know interviewed on that station you know and they're always looking for people to to talk to and for people to share their stories with and kind of the, the triumphs and the trials maybe that they've had or or maybe the great successes that they have had and so um, it's kind of plugging into some different networks so that people can find out more about you. Man, that's that's really good. I think a book, one of the benefits would be to be able to connect with people that mm -hmm. you wouldn't normally connect with. And you can build your audience, build your brand. Absolutely. Help your church be more influential if you're a pastor or um, even I guess even if you're just on staff and, yeah. you know, you have something to say to put into a book. I think that's, you know, go for it, so to speak, and it can help your church and your credibility uh, yeah. as an individual as well. No, totally. You know what? It, it's, it surprises a lot of um, pastors and lay people to when they find out the different things that people are doing or that they have a voice and a good um, kind of a, a command of a particular area and topic because it's you know there's so much the word the bible says that there's nothing new under the sun but sometimes the revelation that comes from you know one person sharing it in a way that's a little bit different than maybe that I've heard before and it's like wow it opens up a whole new um, outlook and kind of way or perspective yeah. on on the same topic but you've gotten something fresh or new out of it and it's just been amazing. Some of the authors that we have um, had the opportunity to work with, you know, some of their stories are just phenomenal. Some of the things that they're talking about, it's like, wow, I, you know, I'm always excited. Every, every new author for me is like giving birth to a new child. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, too, I've seen it before where a church or a, a pastor has a, uh, an author that's in uh, the church. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's usually a, a very good thing. Yeah. You know, you have an author that's uh, attending your church mm -hmm. and it's like, wow, that's, that's, that kind of says a lot that, you know, somebody that's uh, taken the time to put together a book now right. attends this church. Absolutely. There's a lot to be said about that. It is. You know what? And putting a book together, it is some diligence and some work yeah. that goes into it, you know, and, and not everybody um, does it. So that's why it's a, um, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for the pastors. It's a big deal for the lay people that are within the ministry. You know, and it's like, wow. I, I remember when I first, when I wrote the first book that I'd written, and one of the, um, you know, one of the older ladies at our church, she was like, Michelle, wow, I didn't know you had that in you. And, you know, and I thought, oh, really? And she's like, no. I, she, 
that's great, you know, and most of the time people are really excited for you and want you to be successful in any endeavor that you pursue. And, you know, writing a book is just one of them. There's a number of things that people um, do, but it's, it's one that people have found that it's been quite a, a value, not just to for the material that they've put together, but also to, you know, just being a part of and someone knowing you or, or knowing someone that's an author, you know. So, yeah. It's got a lot of great things, great benefits. So do you have any thoughts on digital versus print? You know what? Digital versus print. I'll tell you, one of the things that I recommend, and now it's it's very easy to do, is just make it available in both. I mean, there's still more print books that are purchased than ebook versions, but there are a lot of people that like to get their content via their phone or via their tablet and those types of things. You want to make it available in whatever form in all the formats that are available just so that you have access to the people who want access to your content. So, I encourage you, you know, do print, but also do ebook just so that it's available to whoever it is that's going to be looking for it. That's good. Okay. Because I've wondered about that too. I mean, there's, there's so many digital options kind of uh, it is. that have emerged like in recent years. You oh, know, absolutely. You could just do Kindle if you wanted to. <laughs> Just have yeah. an ebook, or you can, you know. So you're not you're not only uh, subject to having a printed book. Uh, right. Used to be paperback or hardcover. Right now, now it's digital. However, you want. and Michael, now there's another option now too. Is auto is audio books. Hmm. I mean, I listen. I have more time. Feels like to listen to content than I do to actually read. I get a lot of manuscripts. I'm reading oh, yeah. a lot of, of manuscripts, but I like sometimes when I'm choosing to listen to a, a book, I like listening to it. And so I, I subscribe to Audible and I can listen to my books, you know, so I can pop it in the, you know, I can turn it on when I'm driving mm -hmm. and it works really, really good. So it can be ebook, it can be an audio book, it can be a paperback or hardback. Yeah, I love uh, listening to books as well. That's yeah. the primary way I go through books, and I try to go through as many books as I can. Can't absolutely. I can I can do it when I'm mowing, uh, working out at the gym, driving absolutely. in the car. Uh, so I love Audible. Audible, like I use them, so it's it's a uh, <laughs> it's a great form. It is. It is. I like it a lot too. Um, so what's a good way for people to follow you if they wanted to just see what you're doing or uh, oh, learn more about you? Yeah, you know what? They can check us out online. You could go to www.purposepublishing.com. And again, it's just purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E, publishing.com. They can, um, you could subscribe to our blog. We do a weekly um, blog. So check us out. And it kind of gives you some tips and tools on um writing a book and marketing a book or promoting editing all of those types of things so you can check us out online you can definitely follow us on twitter we're at pp publishing is our twitter name so you can check us out there or check us out on facebook we're out there too purpose publishing so check us out any in any of those ways whether it's on social media or um, just taking a look at our website you'd be able to connect with us and we'd love to share information with you Anything that we can do to help you in your journey uh, of writing or marketing or promoting your book, certainly give us a buzz and let us know. You know, you mentioned the blog, and just one last thought that I that I had was that um, you can also use a blog as a way to get your book ready. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to develop content. Yeah. Blog posts. Yeah. So if you're if you uh, if you can write blog posts and you could just basically write a little chunk of your book a little bit at a time, mm -hmm. honestly, it's not 
it's not a bad thing that your entire book is on a blog. Right. And what I've found in, in, in my experience is that people want to, they, they will still pay for your book mm-hmm. because it's, it's structured and organized into a book right. versus pieced together on a blog. Absolutely. But a blog can still help you put all that content together. Absolutely. And the other cool thing about a blog is that you can start to rank for some keywords mm-hmm. so that people can organically, when your book is ready, right. they can find your book. Absolutely. Michael, you're the champion of branding. <laughs> <laughs> We try to help people, and uh, so I think books are just a great uh, kind of out-of-the-box way to think about mm-hmm. building a brand, building right. a church brand, and uh, uh, your own personal brand if you're a, maybe a speaker, a minister, mm-hmm. or even just an expert in different areas. I think it's just a wonderful thing to keep in mind. Absolutely. I want to say thanks again to Michelle for coming on and just sharing all that uh, information with us. She's uh, really been amazing to uh, help me through the process of just a book publishing um, mindset and just figuring out what that needs to be. So I want to encourage you, if you're out there and you're thinking about um, uh, writing a book, I think it's a great, great idea. Um, it's also something that can help you advance in your career. So I know a lot of you out there that are listening are creatives that are helping churches. So you're either an agency, a freelancer, um, maybe just a volunteer uh, that's working with a church to help create some graphics for them. But uh, having a book is something that gives you some amazing credibility. When I was uh, uh, several years ago applying for jobs at different places, the fact that I had a blog was a big deal. Uh, people really liked that. Managers really enjoyed seeing that um, I had a thought process that I was able to put out there, and um, it was a good thing, very good thing. I didn't have any books at the time when I was doing that, um, but it was a, just a blog by itself was great. So if you have a book and you put it out there, it's very impressive um, to help help you build a platform and get in front of some you know some some people and uh, so try it give it a shot you could even write ebooks that aren't necessarily you know full-length books um, if you just have an idea about a topic and you want to write 20 pages about something or 12 pages ebooks are uh, whatever you want them to be so uh, they're great uh, PDF downloads that people can get and uh, you can also get uh, information from people by providing free information. Which brings me to our resource for today. Um, just about every podcast, uh, pretty much every podcast, I, I present a book that you should check out. And uh, the book today is called Permission Marketing. It's by Seth Godin. Uh, Seth Godin is a well-known marketing um, uh, guru that's out there, and he released this book a little while back, just talking about um, getting permission from people to market to them. And the big idea is that if you provide information to people and you serve people well, then they're going to be willing to give you permission to market to them once you have a product or a service that you want to sell to them. And um, what this looks like is basically um, there's a lot of blogs that are out there that are helpful blogs, you write and put things out there, you're helping people on social media, you're out there, you're giving a lot um, of information, giving a lot of yourself, and then um, that gives you uh, permission from the audience that's listening to present something to them as a product or a service that they can then buy, Um, especially when you have an email opt-in. So something that allows them to submit their email so that you can then send them emails directly. In fact, we use this on our on our blog, on our website. We like to collect emails as much as we can, and we do that by providing a resource that you can download, something that we think would be very helpful and useful to you, and um, we just ask that you give us an email. And then once we have your email, you're just able to be um, 
uh, kept in touch by us um, so that we can let you know when we have new resources available, whether free or even if we've had the ability to put together something that's a paid resource, we can at least let you know about it. So that's, um, that's a wonderful uh, um, principle or concept. I guess more of a concept that Seth has uh, unpacked in this book called Permission Marketing. And churches can use this quite a bit too. In fact, we're consulting with the church right now that has shifted their entire marketing for an event to be very email-based. They're going to use Facebook and Facebook ads to promote um, leading up to the event. At the event, they're going to have a giveaway, a really good giveaway um, at the event itself so people can give uh, an email at this public event, it's actually in a in a, uh, a public fair that they have in the community, and then they're going to collect as many emails as they can, and then after that, they're going to send out uh, emails that are just meant to help people and uh, serve people, um, creating ebooks and different things that they can download um, to serve people, and then also let them know about things that the church has to offer, um, whether it's services or uh, counseling programs or uh, kids programs, youth programs. Uh, just uh, allows uh, the church to then communicate because they've received permission from those people. It's uh, it's uh, unlikely that they're going to unsubscribe. So a lot of times we get, um, you, you might have come across email lists that you might purchase or you get from something, and then you just, uh, if you've ever done it before, you blast out an email, you get a lot of unsubscribers because it's, it's spam. People don't want to be bothered by things. But whenever you um, allow somebody to opt in through an email by giving an email to get something from you, uh, you're able to have their permission and they're going to be very unlikely to, to unsubscribe or at least it's going to take them a while to do that uh, versus if you just out of nowhere send them something. So permission marketing, there's a lot more to it. That's just a very practical way of what that might look like. And uh, I just thought one other thing to make mention of is that um, I had a, a good conversation with um, with Michael Hamilton. I just want to give him a shout out. So he reached out to me. Uh, he's just a listener that has been uh, following along on our blog. And uh, he just uh, had a great conversation. I got some feedback from him. He asked me some questions. So I want to encourage you to reach out to me and uh, let me know if you have any questions. Uh, I'd love to uh, help you in any way that I can. Uh, I can answer your questions maybe in an email. Uh, you can just hit reply on the emails that we send out and uh, we'll get it. Or if you, if you want to go to the churchbrandguide.com, uh, the churchbrandguide.com, the, the blog itself, you can leave a comment there as well on the website. And then we'll reply to you and uh, see where it goes. So I, I really enjoy the feedback, um, enjoy the comments that we receive, and then enjoy the uh, seeing the reviews on iTunes. So I want to encourage you to, to do all those things and just let us know how we're doing so that we can serve you better. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me this week on the Church Brand Guide podcast. Hope this was great and in insightful. Coming from a little bit of a different angle, but I think... Uh, uh, a brand is there's so much involved with building a brand that uh, why not take a look at a book and see how that can happen and we'll continue to do things like this in the future where we look at some uh, some different uh, angles at, at building a strong brand for your church thanks again for joining me and i'll see you next time